The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. As we know, the number of people migrating to Ireland has shot up in recent years. Some are fleeing war zones, others are coming in search of a better life. But what is the experience like for someone adjusting to a new country and a new culture? Our reporter Josh Crosby has been speaking with people who've come here for different reasons and he's with me now in studio. Morning, Josh. Good morning, Pat. Now, we know there are around 80,000 refugees and asylum seekers who've come to the country in the last year or so. Um, Can you dive in a little deeper to those figures? Sure. So the latest figures show there are more than 83,960 between those who are fleeing Ukraine and international protection applicants. This compares with just over 8,575 at the end of February last year. So this has led to us having the highest level of immigration to the country since 2007. These figures will have gone up again with more and more Ukrainians and international protection applicants arriving on a daily basis. So that's where we're at in terms of inward migration. But each one of... The statistics will all have their own unique story and it just got me thinking about those who are coming here from completely different worlds. The trauma, the devastation of what they've experienced and then to land here in Ireland, possibly into Dublin or one of the other cities, bustling modern way of life or even rural countryside. So I wanted to take a look at what that adjustment must be like, leaving behind your home and adapting to a new country, integrating into a new society. So so to start off, I visited the Ukrainian Community Centre in Rathmines. I met with Al who works at the Irish Red Cross as the manager of the centre. Now, Olga actually moved to Ireland twice. She was here before the war broke out in 2019 and then went back home but found herself here again. So she was familiar with the culture and we'll also hear from 18-year-old Pavlo who came here in March of last year. I started off by asking Olga what took her by surprise about our way of life. From my experience, small talks <laughs> because in Ukraine, we unfortunately don't have such culture. And usually when we ask, how are you? It means we are really interested, how are you? For people, especially uh, who've been coming um, during the first months of war, it was a bit uncomfortable, I would say, to talk to strangers. And talk to me about the role the centre here provides. What kind of services do you offer here to ease that transition for people? First of all, we help Ukrainians to get in contact with each other. Plus, we provide different uh, activities that help them with their mental health. What support were you and your fellow Ukrainians offered when you arrived in Ireland for people who may have experienced trauma? Uh, Unfortunately, most of Ukrainians, uh, they can't go to Irish counsellors because of the language barrier. How do you keep your own culture alive and what Ukrainian traditions have you brought here to Ireland? In here in our centre we have a small Ukrainian library where uh, Ukrainians can get books in Ukrainians. Plus we have Ukrainian school for kids every Saturday here. Hello, my name is Pavo. I came first to Ireland in March 2022. When war started we leave the country because uh, we saw a bomb near our house that was falling from the sky. And it was very scary, so that's why we decided to leave the country. So you first came to Ireland just over a year? Yes, yes. What has been the most challenging aspect of the the difference in culture? There is a lot of differences in Ukrainian and Irish culture, but I don't know how to explain it because it's like a feeling inside you. You said at the start that you witnessed a bomb being dropped. From the sky. So seeing that, I can't imagine that will ever leave you. Mm -hmm. So have you been offered counselling support? Like since you arrived, do you get support in terms of dealing with the trauma you have witnessed? There were 
a lot of psychologists, Ukrainian and Irish, that were offering a free free sessions. I didn't use it because I believed that I can deal with it. Maybe I need it. 18-year-old Ukrainian Pavlo and the manager of the Ukrainian community center in Rathmines, Alga. So that's the Ukrainian side of things. What other nationalities did you speak with, Josh? Well, Pat, we know there are people immigrating here from all over the world. The country is as diverse and multicultural as it's ever been. I took a visit to the Africa Solidarity Centre just off O'Connell Street, and I met with the programme manager, Daniel, there, who's originally from South Africa. And I also met one of the volunteers, Judith, who's from Nigeria, but came to study in Ireland just over a year ago. Daniel starts off by telling me about the increasing number of people coming to their service. On the average, I can say about 20% increase as compared to, to the previous year, yeah. Going forward, due to the accommodation problem that you know, IPO is having, we, we may not see a sharp increase, you know. There may be a drop, yeah, but it has been an increase. And are there enough supports in place to help people who are moving to a new country, who are adapting to new cultures? Yes, we, we work with uh, our psychologists, you know, and stuff like that to help them, you know. We run mental health awareness program you know we do assessment and then where necessary we refer them you know to hospitals and stuff like that so yeah there's there's a whole lot that is being done with integration we we host events like cultural events and stuff like that to you know help them marry the two different you know cultures so that they'll be able to integrate effectively into the irish my name is judith and i'm originally from nigeria and how has the whole experience of moving to a new country, adjusting to new cultures, how has that been for you? Because I had them um, welcoming people around me, I didn't find it really difficult. So far, so good. What was the most surprising thing for you? Uh, when I came here, I noticed that the people here are just naturally welcoming. People's expressions are always very calm and welcoming, even in the face of confrontation, any negative atmosphere. And how have you managed to hold on to your cultures or your traditions? I've met a lot of Nigerians here, so it's almost like home for me to hear. And the African Centre has been very helpful. As a matter of fact, this month of me is like African month, like there are a lot of African programs going on here in Ireland. And, you know, it's just a time to feel at home. You don't feel the geographic uh, changes. So it's, uh, it's, it's really welcoming. It's like home from home. Yeah, it's home from home, yeah. Some of the staff and volunteers at the Africa Solidarity Centre. Now, your contributors have touched on the mental health supports needed for those who are fleeing trauma. So what services are available? Well, this is something I've been in touch with the Department of Integration and the HSE about. And I've been told all newly arrived international protection applicants are offered a voluntary assessment with a welfare team. But these assessments are voluntary. There is a GP service provided at the Balseskin Reception Centre, which is dedicated to residents four days per week. But for the likes of people who are sleeping on the street, which we've covered in the tents, and I'm not saying they need it at all, but there will be many who will have come here and have not seen anyone for these particular needs. And especially someone who, who they can communicate with in their own native language. But I did visit the Sparazi Clinic. Now, this service offers support for refugees and asylum seekers who've experienced torture, trauma, and also for those who have come from places of war. I met with the Executive Director of Sparazi, Rory Halpin. Rory was telling me that some people can be in Ireland for years before they actually come to the service. Rory was also telling me that in January of last year, they would have been seeing five to ten referrals per week. And just wait till you hear how much that has gone up by in recent months. In the first few months of, of 2023, 
that has increased by 300%. So we're, we're seeing up to 25 people per week coming into the service. So over the period, we've seen a total of 600 new clients in the last year. And with this increase of international protection applicants and the war breaking out in Ukraine, how has the demographic of the service users changed over the years? Or are you seeing a difference in the issues that might be coming to you? We see different groups coming in. Uh, that's men, women and children. We have a, a remit to see people from war trauma situations such as Ukraine but at the moment we aren't seeing so many of those but when you talk about the issues there the issues remain the same people are are being tortured and uh, persecuted and very often because of their uh, sexual orientation so up to 20% of the people that we see in Sparazi would be considered part of the LGBT plus community From those you're talking to how come they've arrived in a country that can be so vastly different to Mm. their own in terms of culturally adjusting and transitioning to a new home. When people begin their journey, whether it's in in Africa or the Middle East, and end up in in Ireland as to as to why exactly they end up here. Very often they've paid money to some sort of smuggler, and it's it's really a toss of the coin in terms of where they end up. We see the need for a massive increase in resources being put into this area because I think your your question kind of s- suggests that that if we don't manage to to look after the people as they come at this stage and treat them as soon as possible, then we're we're sort of hoarding up problems for later on down the line. Executive Director of Spirazi, Rory Halpin. An increase of 300% in the past year. It does show the growing extent of uh, the crisis. Now, you were also speaking with someone living in direct provision. How have they found adapting to the country in that circumstance? Yes, Pat. So I met with Vipu, who is from Namibia. She moved here last September with her 19-year-old daughter. Now, Vipu is a member of the LGBT plus community, and she told me her reasons for leaving were that she was not accepted where she was from due to her sexuality. Vipu felt outcasted by family and friends and came here for a better life. However, she says she was not expecting to be in a system like direct provision and that it's difficult for her to hold on to her culture. I started off by asking Vipu how she first decided to choose Ireland as the country she would seek protection. It's very funny. Back in the days when you used to write pen pulse, I used to have friends from Ireland sending me postcards about Ireland and so on. So when I was finding a way, like, let me escape, where am I going to? Ireland just came in my head like, okay. What has the experience been like since you arrived last September in terms of trying to adapt to a new country with new cultures? It's not that easy. Because first of all, I didn't know anything about direct provisions. Uh, living in the DP, it's like your life is being controlled as well. Because I thought that I'm coming to live a free life. I'm living in a center where I'm not supposed to have friends to visit me. You were not even welcome to go and sit in the living room. Meals being provided to you. I cannot cook my own meals. I know I have to adapt to the culture here with your food. But still, you cannot take away what's me. Food, it's part of me. Your freedom is taken away. You've been controlled like a kid. Why, why am I being monitored? Am I like a criminal now? Talk to me then about the psychological supports or counselling services. When you entered the system, were you and your daughter offered any kind of support? When it comes to psychological support, we're getting it for sure. I was to a point where I've been traumatised to where I used to have suicidal thoughts. What are your hopes? Can you see yourself integrating into Irish culture? Or, like Obviously you want to maintain your own, but what are your hopes for the future? Integrating, yes. I will get used to the Irish culture. 
I will integrate in the Irish culture, but I'm still not going to forget who I am. I'm still not going to forget that. I still have my culture, you know, what I grew up with. And that's Vibu from Namibia in direct provision. And uh, that is ending the report from Josh Crosby. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9 a.m. on News Talk.